0: Chasing normal is driven to reduce the stigma surrounding mental health and provide a platform to encourage open discussion. We aim to empower people throughout all mental states and promote chasing a healthier mindset by adjusting our perception of what is normal. There are uh, two forms of loneliness that I thought about earlier. Um, The first form of loneliness to me came um, the loneliness that you feel being physically displaced from others. So like you're literally like by yourself in that form of loneliness. And then the second form of loneliness would be the feeling of like um, emotional loneliness, which can be like you you have people around you, but you feel lonely. So it's not um, the physical state of being by yourself, yeah. but it's like emotionally being by yourself. Okay. So those were those are two forms of loneliness. But yeah, do you wanna share or, or at least talk about maybe one of those? I would say as, as uh <laughs>
1: researchers <laughs> that we are like yeah, let's define loneliness. What what is Yeah, it? yeah. Let's start. What is it? what does it mean to us um like you mentioned the physical and the and the emotional i question whether or not in both of those scenarios it is the absence of of someone else being there for you whether it be physical or emotional because like you said you can be perfectly healthy by yourself and you can be comfortable by yourself in certain situations right but then, when you start feeling like there's something missing, or you would want some this void to be filled by either some person or other thing, that's where the loneliness comes in. Hmm. Is that?
0: Oh yeah, I hear what you're saying. So it's not it loneliness is not determined by your like external variables. It's it's you in relation to whatever. Either your emotions or yeah. your external variables, but right, right, but right. not not the external realm by itself. It's you in relation to it. That's yeah, what generates yeah, okay, loneliness. Yes. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Right. So, like, because one person could be, you know, because we all live different lifestyles. Right. So some people pers- prefer isolation, but they don't feel lonely. Yes and there are Absolutely. some people who are surrounded by people but they still feel lonely
1: mm-hmm. so yeah. it goes back to internally whether whether there is an absence or presence of any stimuli it is the the wanting i don't, I don't mm-hmm. know a better word for it but the wanting to have something there that's not there at the moment mm-hmm. or someone there if to be more specific can yeah. you can you can you feel feel the the void of loneliness by an object? Mm. Does it or does it like watching Netflix or something? Does that yeah? Maybe, does that replace yeah. or does mm-hmm. that like take care of your loneliness or does that just delay it? Right to the time you were back to right after watching Netflix and like you're there by yourself again.
0: Right. So can objects or media essentially like um act as like a solution or is that
1: like an illusion right
0: of something there right well okay so I it sounds like what we're getting at with loneliness is like it's our it's the interaction between our the the person the agent and the external world so when somebody feels lonely it's it's that they they feel like they're by themselves and Mm -hmm. Um, and they 're missing something that they desire, yes, okay, I think that's important.
1: The fact that they they do want something that 's not there mm-hmm. makes determines loneliness
0: yeah' and and that would explain you know people who feel lonely in a room full of people, right because it's it's not purely dependent on the presence of people but it's it's their loneliness is at that point dependent on something that they're not getting is exactly. that there's something yeah. that they're not receiving hmm. and how do well let me ask you
1: this um i i absolutely have felt like that in some occasions i felt lonely by myself i felt normal by myself mm. i felt lonely in groups i felt absolutely perfect in groups mm-hmm. um I'm gonna ask you, in your experience, if you've had any of those uh, moments, what do you do mentally? Like what goes through your mind and how to process it, and how
0: do you react as to to fill that void? Well, just like you, man, I've definitely felt lonely. I felt lonely by myself, and I felt lonely with people. Yeah, and um, I think. The loneliness that I feel with people is probably more um, agonizing than the loneliness that I would feel by myself. Really? Mm. Because there's a certain level of, of, I guess, emotional or internal pain that you feel when you're around people and you feel alone mm. in the sense that like, you have a, a need, an emotional, spiritual, or, or physical need that is not being met by the people around you. And the fact that they're around you makes it, it just makes it so much harder to to deal with. So, so practically what does that look like? Like, yeah. So hanging out with a group of people, um, say you're with your significant other and you're either hanging out with their family or you're hanging out with their friends and maybe you don't know them very well. Mm -hmm. And, um, you're having a hard time really accessing a relationship with them or rapport or some sort of connection with them. So you feel alone because, for me personally, I, I have this need and I think all of us have this need for connection. And when we don't get that, then we feel lonely. Mm-hmm. And so, what do I do when I'm in those? times where i'm or it's hard to connect with people in a social setting when i'm around people yeah that produces a sense of loneliness i for a while would blame myself i'd be really harsh on myself and i'd say well it's because i'm not cool enough i'm not funny enough i'm not interesting enough or not putting yourself out there yeah i'm not putting myself out Mm. there i'm not confident enough so i would just like i put myself down and um I did that for years and it's actually, I mean, I'm, I'm 27 now and, um, I, I can't remember a time in my life where I didn't do that when I felt lonely in a social situation. Um, Hmm. but now 27, about about to be 28 moving up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm just now getting to the point where I can kind of restructure those thought habits instead of turning on myself in those moments, just kind of being present and recognizing that like, um, okay, connection isn't happening right now Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Yeah, And it's not my fault. And when I tell myself that, that, when I tell myself that, then I, it becomes less of a, um, I don't isolate myself I don't do the isolating to myself anymore. Mm-hmm. I can... It's a it's a form of loving myself um, and kind of letting the situation be what it is and, and again, not blame myself for the lack of connection because that's what I think exacerbates that feeling of right. loneliness.
1: It leads to more isolation. Yeah, yeah. And just a, the big rabbit hole to dig yourself out of.
0: Yeah. And then, like, loneliness that comes from just being by myself without other people... Um, I tend to fill my time with like, I mean, I, there are things that I really enjoy doing. I, I, I love working out. I, I love music, playing my drums. I, I love um, I love reading. I love learning. Mm-hmm. So I'll fill my time with those things, but I, I notice that it's easier to kind of do those things unconsciously, meaning like like when I'm feeling lonely and I'm by myself, uh-huh. I won't acknowledge that I'm feeling lonely. I'll just do something to make me feel good. Yeah. And then which is next a good thing yeah. mechanism to yeah. a habit to to have. It's like an unconscious coping mechanism, mm-hmm. but but then I never really acknowledge the fact that, oh wait, in this moment, like like I really just want somebody to be able to like hang with and like talk to you right now. But like I don't have that. So all right, guess I'm going to the gym. Guess I'm taking my dog on a hike. Which yeah. I love doing all those things, uh. But but it's harder. Yeah, it's harder to acknowledge loneliness in those times for me.
1: Well, let me ask you this. Now you you mentioned Ace. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that sense a sense of like you're not you're no longer lonely? You're with you yeah,
0: with the homie. Yeah. Oh man, my dog. I love so him animal so much. animal
1: therapy in a sense.
0: Yeah, and and I think the fact that he's another life, and like I do believe that he. I mean, he communicates. We, we communicate. And and there's a connection. There is a connection. Right. Totally, totally. Um, and I think that that's valuable. At times, I think I need a, a level of connection and relationship that, you know, I reluctantly say my dog can't give me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish my dog <laughs> would give me everything, man. but. Ooh. But, yeah, he doesn't listen to this podcast. I know he's gonna be pissed. you like, what, man? What's...? yeah? Don't play this at home. <laughs> but hey, I I will say, man, there have been times I you know I'm taking Ace on a hike and I'm able to like process and oh yeah, um, and and him. I think taking care of him and being with him, um, yeah, it does produce a connection. But like I said, yeah, that they, there it has it mm-hmm. that relationship poses its own limitations. But, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, man. What about you? So, okay, so that was a great question. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to turn that on you. Okay. Uh, uh, how do Yeah, how do you deal with um, at times when you're in a social setting and you're feeling lonely? What do you, how do you usually respond?
1: Instead of the social setting, I'll, I'll start with like being by myself. I, I notice that I can tend to be more destructive to myself in a sense where maybe I am feeling a, some sort of loneliness or or wanting that interaction with a, another being. Like I would get lo- lost in like Netflix. I would binge watch. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Seasons. Um,
0: Do you feel admittingly? Like, yeah, yeah,
1: it's not. It's not the healthiest way to go
0: about doing things. Was that a conscious thing that you were doing? Like you were like, I am. I'm feeling this way, so I'm. I'm this is what i'm going to do about it it wasn't
1: conscious in the sense that oh this is how i'm going to occupy my time i would honestly start like oh like let me just let me just watch something on netflix for me to take my mind off things 15 episodes in where it was, where did the time go hmm. um and it's something that i'm working on i i do Go play basketball every once in a while. I, I, I used to go on hikes. Patrick's to, very
0: good at basketball, by the way. Right, For anybody right. who's listening to this, I'm all right. He is a ninja on the court. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> just even 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 shooting
1: around by myself mm. is that sort of stress reliever. You get the exercise, get mm. the cardio, um, releasing those endorphins. You know, like yeah, yeah. Exercise does crazy positive things mm. to the body that. I don't take as much advantage of as I could when when I'm in those situations. But I'm understanding that now, so I'll I'll try to stop myself from watching the 15th. Maybe
0: I'll stop at 14. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Dude, and you know what? (laughs) Netflix gives you no time to make a decision between episodes. (laughs) It's like episode is ending, credits aren't even finished, and it's like, 3, 2, all that. 1, yeah. boom. Let's go. Next, Let's go next, next episode. episode. I blame you, Netflix. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's but, all on me. It's all on me, though. I know it's on me. But why, okay, question, though. Why is it bad in those times when you're feeling lonely uh, or you're feeling a way that you don't like to watch Netflix? Why do you see it as a bad thing?
1: <sighs> for me, at the end of the day, that's that's time that could be used for positive growth. Hmm. Um Honestly, it's good to watch movies, and it's good to to have that relief or, or release, and good to be invested in something like that. But when you take a step back and you think about how is this helping me, hmm. um, I'm uh, once again I'm a hypocrite, and I, I'm probably
0: gonna binge watch another
1: <laughs> season some point in my life.
0: But it, but that's not necessarily a bad thing, though. Like right, like binge watching. The actual behavior of that isn't bad, but like, it sounds like what what we're getting at, which we both do, is kind of like we feel a certain way, yeah, emotionally uncomfortable in some way, and then we avoid it, like it's an avoidant behavior because hmm. we're we're not we're not addressing it. That is very true. I because I do the man I do the same thing, and then and then sometimes I do, probably equally as bad maybe more destructive i'll, I'll ruminate on um certain things mm-hmm. and i've been learning more just to to, to let go of those mm-hmm. but but anyways do you mean to cut you off so no no you're good
1: um and honestly there are some moments where i would reach out when in my in my feelings of loneliness i'd reach out to someone else like hey how are you doing mm. how can i how can i improve your life Hmm. So it's it's that sense of uh, I don't know reward that I would get yeah. from, from being there for someone else that makes me feel like I'm doing something productive
0: as well. Hmm. Um and and you're getting something out of it too exactly. of like of of that connection. Right. But and and like you mentioned earlier like using your time positively. Of course. Like that's like I can't think of a better way yeah. than reaching out to somebody else as well and just connecting and offering just your love and assistance yeah
1: yeah i mean definitely care about my peoples mm-hmm. and and i reach out but what you were saying about is it i'm reaching out to help them but is it really avoiding how i feel inside hmm.
0: can be so it can be not always yeah A- acknowledgement man healthy acknowledgement like that's that's tough because like i i feel like I mean, we're, we're pretty adaptive beings, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, I'm realizing more and more how many things I do on a daily basis that I'm like not even thinking about. I just kind of do it. And like, um, I think the, the act of acknowledging things brings things to your conscious state of, of being. So yeah. like when we call it out, you know, like I know we were talking just before the, you know, we started recording like, you know, we we're ta- talking about this, the power of like Speaking truth, you know, mm-hmm. and and bringing things to to life in that way, and so like when we just like speak it and say like, hey, you know, I'm feeling lonely right now, yeah, like, and it's not it's
1: not easy to do, no, no. it's not easy to reach out to someone who's like, hey, I'm I'm I need some I need
0: yeah yeah interaction right,
1: and I'm reaching out to you because I would hope that interaction would be with you yeah. Is yeah. what the the gesture implies, you know? Yeah. And that's not a natural thing to do for us.
0: Yeah. Well, especially us men, because mm. I, I think we've been kind of uh, molded by our society to kind of be a certain way, to be like, uh, you know, emotionally impervious to any kind of like obstacle right. or obstruction or, um, but that's not it's not how we exist mm-hmm. you know and like but then how do we okay how do we reach out to like our our boys like our guys who you know you say like hey man i'm feeling lonely right, right now, right right right. <laughs> like uh i think it's we have ways of doing it like yeah, hey, hey exactly
1: uh yep the game is on come you wanna come get <laughs> in my house we yep. can pop a couple of beers yep, yep. <laughs> just come chill
0: order some pizzas yeah oh yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Totally. So it doesn't have to be that uncomfortable like, you know, our our last guest, uh, Bryce, who's on our last episode. Mr. Nolan. uh, (laughs) Bryce Nolan Brady. You know, he said to me when we were at dinner one night, he said, truth over facts. And expressed that that as like, um, so I think when we're communicating with people about how we feel or things in life, like, um Oftentimes truth bears more significance than facts. Truth could be the overall understanding of a situation, the overall mm-hmm. interpretation of what happened. Whereas facts are just isolated uh, variables or factors within a bigger picture. So like um, you know, sharing truth and focusing on truth is the bigger picture. And so, um, when I think about our, you know, communication to ourselves and to, you know, our friends as we're experiencing like these struggles of, of loneliness, mm-hmm. um, we can speak truth rather than, than facts. Meaning, like, um, I don't need to say, "Hey, man, I'm all by myself right now." Right, my wife is not here. My family is gone. Uh-huh. My dog wants nothing to do with me. It's like those are all you know facts or maybe some of them are feelings, but like, um, but like you were saying, like um maybe even just a form or iteration of speaking truth would be like, hey man i'd I'd really like to hang out with you right now. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's truthful, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, hey, man, we gotta get together soon because I'd really like to hang out with you, mm. right? The fact would be like. I'm feeling lonely. But it's still very truthful and I think the overall point is like you want to connect with somebody. Right. So like, hey, man, I want to hang out with you.
1: And it goes back to to that conversation that we had where when you do have that connection with someone you don't need to state all those mm. things. Yeah. You can say let's go get ice cream and the other person will be thinking, they know. They I need I need to be there for this guy. Yeah. This, whoever it is.
0: Yeah. Because facts at times could actually be distracting. Mm-hmm. I would I would even say because like, I mean if if we're gonna stick with this like paradigm of like, you know facts are kind of like the micro view. Truth is like the macro view of whatever you're in. So like, um, when you're texting somebody, and again we're we're talking about the the topic of feeling lonely, you know you could you could text somebody or call somebody and state all these facts. Yeah. You know, hey, my my dog wants nothing to do with me right now. My wife isn't talking to me. Uh, my family is, and you can state all these facts, but then that person or yourself has to kind of interpret all of those. What does that mean? Well, it means the overall macro view or the truth, Your, right. your the heart of your desire is, hey, I need to connect with somebody right now. Yeah. But still, that's a hard thing for us to to get to, to, like, right. get to the heart of, like, what do I need right now?
1: Okay. Um, scenario. Hmm. You're telling your boy you're feeling a little lonely. hmm Ace is uh, out with his girlfriend or something. Dude. <laughs> like he usually does. I don't know. He's out late. Yeah. Your wife is uh, somewhere with her family. You're by yourself. And you're like, hey, Pat. Uh the game is on. You want to come through and like kick it? What if I'm like I oh, man, I'm good. I'm I'm chilling in my house. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. What do you do then about about your loneliness? Right. Do you just like okay. Right. Or would you then
0: state the, those facts? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's I'm honestly that would be a really tough one for for me because and and I don't know. Maybe others feel the same way. Like, it's it is hard to call it out.
1: Yeah, it's it hard is. to
0: call it out. Like, um, and I know. So I, I used to work at a methadone clinic. Um, which you know we we provide methadone is a synthetic opiate used to help people uh, with opiate addictions help taper them off. Mm-hmm. You know, and and when I started doing that in two thousand fifteen, I'm no longer there. But but when I started doing that. It opened me up to this whole world of of addiction, which, you know, for we've come to understand that a a driving force of addiction is a lack of connection, of of human connection. Um, And so when I think about like those times when somebody might really need somebody, Mm -hmm. when somebody might really need the presence or connection with another person, I think of that methadone clinic because, you know, many of the people that were there, they didn't have support systems. They didn't have friends. They didn't have, um, you know, real connections. So so that phone call that they would make or that text that they would make yeah. uh, would be sincere loneliness, but their option, their other option, and, and I think oftentimes they knew it, their other option of not... They either connect with somebody yeah. and be with somebody right now or they're going to shoot up. Mm. And... And so that to me, like, I mean, you can fill, you can fill shooting up with anything else, right? right? Some, uh, you know, hey man, the game's on tonight. Let's let's hang out. No, I'm good. Um, shit, man, like, I don't want to tell you this, but like, I'm a if if not, I'm about to get drunk right now, hmm. and I've had, you know, six months sober. Yeah, but I don't know if I can tell you that right now. Right, like, fill it with anything. Yeah, um, any kind of struggle that somebody's. So, point is like, man, it's hard to call it out.
1: And I don't want to, to deter you from your train of thought, but like.
0: Yeah, yeah, go for it.
1: Obviously, there are various levels of loneliness. If you don't hang out with the homie, that one day you can just be chilling on the couch, totally fall asleep. Oh yeah, and it's fine. But when it does get to that level, I hope. Mm -hmm. We would be sincere enough with ourselves hmm. to have that kind of conversation, yeah, you know
0: yeah, and having people in your life too that you can like that you can have that yeah, have that conversation because some people unfortunately there are there are some people who uh you know that trust or that that love isn't isn't reciprocated. I think um, we would be surprised. At how often it, it will be and it can be. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's important for people to, to know the people in their life that they can trust, the people that they can rely on, so that when it does come down to that moment when you're like, I need somebody right now, like, I mean, you can think of all kinds of addictions that people may have or, or things. That, and I, I keep going to addiction only because, like, I think um, those are times when people are most that's when people need connection Hmm. you know to kind of deter them from and that's just one thing that i'm thinking of in this time but to deter them from what they're doing Mm -hmm. whether it may or what they're trying to resist doing whether it be alcohol drugs pornography um gambling things like that like yeah (laughs) connection but we got to know we got to know that there are people in our life that are actually like that we can trust, yeah. that we can call upon, and, and they're going to hear us, you mm-hmm. know? Even if they're not physically available, you know, maybe they can't come over to the house. Maybe they can't hang, but, you know, they could at least, like, help you or walk you through it, help yeah. you process. So what does that look like for,
1: for someone who doesn't know, for someone who is trying to s- establish that kind of relationship with someone? Mm-hmm. How does that look like in the beginning stages?
0: Yeah. Well, I think it takes somebody who's willing to say what they need as well as somebody who's willing to fulfill that need. Mm -hmm. Because I, I think that, you know, yeah, we're all trying to be self-sufficient and trying to develop our own ways to kind of self-regulate and manage our own emotions and our feelings and our own space in life. But, but we, we, there is a need that we have for other people. And it's hard to express that at times. So I think, you know, when somebody's looking for a relationship or a meaningful friendship, um, it's like being honest and just saying, like, hey, this is this is what I need. Mm-hmm. Like these are the things or these are the things that I struggle with. And and it doesn't always have to be like, you know, those moments don't have to be contrived where it's like, you know, all right, I'm gonna tell you right now all of my you know, I think naturally when you when two you know two real honest people come together, yeah. those things kinda of come out, you know? So yeah, it's it's necessary for somebody to be able to express what their needs are and then and then finding somebody who's actually willing to listen to what those needs are and actually willing to like speak up about it and meet you there. You yeah. know? I feel like we could we could go on we can go on for forever about loneliness because that's you just out of speculation you know i'm sure there are a lot of emotional discomforts that that stem from loneliness you yeah
1: know? also um you you mentioned addiction but the com- comorbidity with loneliness and depression anxiety yeah is, yeah. is prevalent is yeah. there yeah so it's nothing to to just brush off like yeah Oh, it's just me being lonely. If there if there are other factors and other variables that you're feeling, it might not just be loneliness, right? Um, hopefully, the art of communication. I know we're all at different learning cor- curves when it comes to communicating. Um, but hopefully, we can establish a place where we're all comfortable to talk about all our ver- vulnerabilities mm-hmm. when when we need to, when we should. Yeah. And that is definitely something that needs to be overcome. It's definitely a physical, a mental barrier that is placed between us and a better version of ourselves. Mm. But yeah, going back to, to loneliness, it just ex- establishing those connections that we that we value in that mm. way.
0: And and how do you know when you found that connection? Yeah, I I feel like. The only what the only way to really say it is just like crush from Finding Nemo. <laughs> when they know, you know, you know, <laughs> like that's just honestly like that's the only way. You, like you'll know when you meet a real like a real person that you can trust and that you can, um, you have that kind of reciprocating relationship with. Um, you'll know, and I don't think that there's. I mean, maybe somewhere out there somebody has quantified like you know, these are the things that you. But, I mean, we're all humans. And I think we all recognize, like, hey, all right, this is it. Yeah. And I know that there are consequences, too. We aren't perfect. We are humans. We are flawed. Mm -hmm. So there are going to be times where we do get let down. and Yeah, or um, we let people down. Yeah, or we let people down. Um, And then how do we deal with that? So, and that will be for later date on which we will discuss so much to talk about so much to talk about well man this has been great yeah yeah just so you guys know we're, we're, we're trying to keep our episodes to you know 30 35 minutes so we recognize that uh you know this is this is us processing and and discussing some of the things that we found relevant in our lives and we hope that this would be relevant in your own mm-hmm. and um, if you have any thoughts questions, um things you even just want to add or um process through uh feel free to to reach out um please do yeah we i mean uh we'd love to hear how a loneliness has uh, affected you in your life either um in and, and and obviously in a negative way mm-hmm. <laughs> but but there's also positive ways in which we've experienced loneliness and positive in the sense where we come out of it much stronger and more self-aware right. um so we we love to hear that
1: We want to make we want to make that connection with you all you know as yeah. as listeners um that's why we're doing this exactly we want to get the conversation going and we want people and their perspectives because we're just two humans with our own experiences and There's a whole world out there.
0: (laughs) Billions of others. Yeah, totally. Well, thank you for tuning in. My name is Ryan. My name is Patrick. We'll see you next time.